something that a lot of people are buzzing about, reducing carbon emissions. It's good for everyone. But how do we reduce emissions while also meeting our world's increasing energy needs? Using propane is an excellent way to reduce emissions while meeting energy needs today. Propane is a clean, non-toxic energy source that helps reduce carbon emissions right now. In fact, propane's carbon intensity score in Minnesota is only 80. Grid electricity in Minnesota, including wind and solar, has a much higher carbon intensity score of 136. Who knew that using propane was that much cleaner than electricity? Plus, the abundance of propane and growth of renewable propane means it can be used for generations to come. Millions of Americans rely on propane to heat their homes and businesses, fuel vehicles on-road and off, and much more making propane the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you and the environment by going to propane.com. John, it's Zero Week. Uh, First of all, tell me what Zero Week is and tell me why it sounds so dramatic. (laughs) Hey, Jim. Yeah, last weekend for high school football in Minnesota was Zero Week. This is not the same thing as P.J. Fleck referring to his first year at Minnesota as year zero. That's a whole different thing. We won't get into that. I'm very glad you clarified that. <laughs> this is different. Uh, there there are issues with some teams that are unable to fill their eight-game regular season football schedule. So they have an option. They can start practice one week early. They can find an opponent and play their first game one week early and then have a bye week during the season. So there were 16 teams that have done that this year. They bought these zero-week games were last Thursday and Friday. So I've already seen two high school football games, and that's pretty standard for me. I'm so excited to get the, the fall season going. And, and when the weather's like it is right now, well, it was so it was so great last week. It's great this week. Um, I, I opened my my football season at Hutchinson, the defending class 4A state champs, uh, didn't have a whole lot of trouble with St. Cloud Apollo. The final was 46 to nothing. And then on Friday night, I went to Coon Rapids, a whole entirely different kind of game with Brainerd uh, leading 20 to nothing in the third quarter. And then Coon Rapids putting on a great furious rally to win 21 to 20. And as you know, Jim, when I go to these things, it's not just about the final score for me. I'm looking for other things to focus on. And if anybody wants to read kind of my travel log from those two games, go to mshsl.org, scroll down to John's journal. And I'm going to look at the headline here. Um, I was pretty, pretty proud of my headline on this one. I tried to, I tried to make fun with the uh, zero week label and uh, uh, I'm scrolling down myself right now, zero to 100 on the football field. And that's how it felt. And I, but I make the case in this piece I wrote, uh, zero week is a dumb name for this thing because zero has a negative connotation generally. So I don't know what we should call it, but I, and I threw that out on Twitter. There were a couple of ideas. I don't think anything's going to change how we label this concept, but uh, it's, it's, I don't think it's going away. There just seems to be enough little, little issues with scheduling that zero week seems to be here to stay. And that's okay. Um, I want to start start with these two games talking about Hutchinson the key thing there was they had this pregame ceremony that was really neat and in kind of a kind of a quiet way they invited anybody who's a military veteran current military or first responders 
took him down on the field and be honored. And they had a hot air balloon that I think came from somewhere in Illinois, if I if I saw the the, the truck it came in right, uh, honoring POW and MIAs. They they blew that baby up and and had it at the 50 yard line. It was really neat, a really neat thing to see. And and during the national anthem, all these uh, veterans and, and military personnel and first responders, they stood with the high school football team from Hutchinson on the sidelines. And it was kind of cool. I was down there. And I overheard some of these high school kids in uniform ready for the anthem as the veterans and the military and the first responders are kind of coming from the center of the field to the sideline. You could hear the high school kids recognizing people. Hey, Bob, stand with me. Stand with me. That'd be great. You know, it was really neat. It was really a, a cool little moment. And uh, probably the biggest game night they're going to have in Hutchinson is midway through the season. I'm not going to be able to make it for this, but they're going to name the stadium after the Rossbergs. Grady and Andy Rossbergs have been the only head coaches at Hutchinson since 1970. And the field has been called S.R. Knutson Field longer than anybody can remember. And that's after Sever Raymond Knutson, who was the superintendent in Hutchin from Hutch from 1940 to 1966, a well-respected man. So the, the new name will be Rossberg Stadium at S.R. Knutson Field. And I've written a lot about the Rossbergs. These are great people. Uh, it's just amazing that Grady became the head coach in 1970. Uh, his last season was uh, 98, and Andy took over the next year, 1999. And, and each of these guys have coached teams to three state championships. Now, Andy was the quarterback on two of those teams for his dad and the offensive coordinator for the third. And then now with Andy as the head coach, his teams have won three. Um, it's really neat. It's uh, One of the coolest things I heard in Hutch was, I don't know how they tracked down ancestors of S.R. Knutson. I don't know when he died. I don't know the story. But they found his basically his relatives, and they gave their blessing to, to adjusting the name to add the Rossbergs to uh, S.R. Knutson. So that's really going to be, I think that's September 23rd. They play Becker, and that's going to be a special night. I think I'm going to be in Detroit Lakes that night, but I wanted to get out to, to Hutch. This was a great opportunity. And then the second game of the weekend for me, Brainerd at Coon Rapids. It's kind of a typical first game of the year. Turnovers, penalties for both teams. And uh, but the story for me was Coon Rapids, you know, trailing 20 to nothing with a couple minutes to go in the third quarter, putting up 21 and winning it with a little over two minutes left. The winning touchdown was a 53 yard pass from Jacob Maddock to Kijan Cummings Coleman. And holy mackerel, that's a dynamic duo. Uh, Jacob can put the ball up in the air, uh, Kijan can run and catch it, and uh. John scored all three touchdowns for Coon Rapids. Another long touchdown pass scored on the ground. And I'm going to keep my eye on, on Coon Rapids. That offense is really something. Once they got rolling, once they got past the turnovers and penalties, it was really something to see. And one more note about Brainerd football. I, whenever I go to a Brainerd game, I have a reunion with my buddy, Mike Bialka. He's the retired sports editor of the Brainerd Dispatch. I've known him for decades. And for long, much longer than I've known Mike, he's been the stat keeper on the sidelines at Brainerd football games. He's still doing that. I mean, he used to do it with a clipboard and a couple of pencils in his pocket. Now he's got an iPad. He's all up to all up to modern times. I mean, it was good to catch up with Mike at that game in Coon Rapids. And really fun to, to be out there 
watching these kids compete, watching the fans cheer. I saw a marching band at Hutchinson. They put on a halftime show. The dance team from Coon Rapids put on a halftime show. It's just like uh, just like it's supposed to be, Jim. It was really a fun way to open the football season for me. Brian, you can tell John's fired up. I said hello, and he gave me seven minutes. Uh, Absolutely, so baby. I, I know John loves football, and there's something about high school football. I mean, it, 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 it's just such a great – it's great for the community. It's great for the kids. It's a great spectacle. It's got everything. All right, so I'm going to introduce the show now. It's Preps Today with John Malay. He's John Malay. As you can tell, he covers uh, sports for MSHSL, former colleague of mine at Star Tribune. You find his work at MSHSL.org. I never say it, MSHSL.org, at John's Journal. Uh, this is TalkNorth.com. John's show is part of our very large sports contingent, uh, the best sports show, shows in town, best, best sports lineup. We have outdoor content. We have variety content. We've added Mike Grimm, Boyce Olson, Dave Lee to our, our, our already lengthy uh, list of shows. Follow us on Twitter at TalkMorthPod to see the shows that are released. We do recommend if you like this show or any other shows on the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's the easiest way to listen, and it's also free. And thank you to our longtime sponsor, Pizza Barn in Princeton, and our producer, Brianne Burdett. All right, now let's move on from zero week. How about, by the way, instead of zero week, how about sneak week? Sneak week. Hey, that might be it, Jim. Sneak week. Let's go. Let's it's even a football. Sneak week. Hey, you mentioned uh, Mike Grimm and Dave Lee. I was just, you know, a week yes. ago, Mike Grimm and I did a that kind of a yes. dual podcast. We're both two small town guys from Iowa living up here in Minnesota. It was really fun. I mean, we, we, we could have gone for hours. See, I've known Mike for a long time. We, we knew a lot of the same people and media personalities growing up and I, that was really fun. And then I've also done a, done a, my first concert podcast with Dave Lee that I was excited to do. I've known Dave for a long time. So yeah, some great people on this network. Yeah. I'm really glad you get together with Mike. Feel free to do that anytime you want. It's a great opportunity for you guys to take the show in a different direction. And yeah, I did a, my first concert with Dave Lee as well. That was a blast. Uh, And in fact, sitting in the room with Brianne and Dave, that was a lot of fun. All right, now let's move on to John's upcoming bus ride. I am going to ride a school bus uh, this week, Jim. Um, I've done this a few times. The longest bus ride I've taken with a high school team was uh, years ago, Minnetonka. This was a a time when teams had to sometimes travel great distances to find that eighth game. The Minnetonka Skippers played a football game in Kansas City. So a photographer and I from the Star Tribune rode rode the bus, a charter bus. Uh, they drove down to Ames, Iowa, spent the night at a hotel in Ames, had a walkthrough at Iowa State's indoor facility, and then headed down to uh, Kansas City and played a football game. And, and uh, it was really a neat experience, a neat story. What I'm doing this week is nothing like that. I'm going to drive to Leroy, Minnesota, down south of Rochester, close to my Iowa homeland. The Leroy Ostrander Cardinals are the defending nine-man football state champions. So I'm going to ride the bus with them to their first game. It's at Southland in Adams, Minnesota. Not a long ride, 15 miles maybe. But I'm going to arrive about the time school gets out. Trevor Carrier is the head coach down there. I got to know Trevor and some of his coaches uh, last year. I saw their last three games, their state quarterfinal which was at McAllister College and then the semifinal and the prep bowl games at U.S. Bank Stadium. And you know how much I love these small town stories. So I'm going to get there about the time school gets out. The team is going to watch film after school. And I think I'm going to go have dinner at a local diner with the coaches. 
and then we're going to board the bus in Leroy and head to Adams, and uh, I'll take in the game and then ride the bus back and get in my car and drive home. So uh, it's going to be fun. I, I'm curious to see what I find, and uh, could could be uh, could be pretty cool. I, I you know the idea of an embedded reporter is always intriguing. Uh, it's it's not it's one thing if you're embedded with a military unit in a dangerous place. I don't think uh, being embedded with a nine-man football team will be very scary. A couple of people have said, well, you know, it'll be stinky in the bus after the game, and I, that doesn't scare me. I'm okay with that. So, yeah, that's my plan for this Friday. That's really cool. Yeah, I did a, I did the bus ride and kind of the embed with a couple of high school football teams in my career, one of the Eden yeah. Prairie football team before they played Joe Maurer, and that was that – was really, and, the you know, the coolest thing I got out of that was, you know, we, we love the uh, theatrical – nature of football and you you yeah. always imagine people are just screaming yelling i love the calm everybody's just calm everybody's you know had made their they'd already been through practice they already made their plans they just did what they were supposed to do there wasn't a lot of screaming and yelling you know and, and you the, the emotions take care of themselves during the game you don't need a football coach screaming at you to go play be motivated to play a state championship game it's much different than in in my, well you know i played high school football in the 70s and i i'll never forget one of my high school football coaches when i uh when I didn't do what I was instructed at defensive end, uh, having the coach grab my face mask and give my head a few rattles, that's, you know, screaming, I'm sure he was spitting in my face too. I'm oh, yeah. not part of the plan, but, you know, red face, full, full throated screaming, shaking my face mask, making sure I didn't do it again. And I did not. I was, I got it. I got it coach. <laughs> and that's what made it. you the man you are today or not. <laughs> or not. Talk to my therapist. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, things things okay. are much different. You're right. It's quiet on these buses. Um, you know, and like this ride I'm taking is going to be very quiet. It's 12 miles or 15 miles. Uh, I, I could easily just drive to the game, but I think I'm going to see what I can find out riding on the bus. I've, I've done this before. I did this with the team from Wyndham when they played at Jackson a few years ago. And and somebody had a had a boom box, I think, which was weird. This wasn't that long ago, but and the coach was uh, voicing his opinion on on the volume of the music, either before or after. I don't know, but yeah, it, it's 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 not what I think some people might envision. It's not it's not fire them up speeches on the bus. It's just you know those things happen at practice mostly anymore. Like you said, it's kind of a business trip. Yes. All right. We're going to talk about tennis. We're going to thank a ref, and this will be a very unusual thank a ref. But first, let's hear from hear about Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, it's official. That second food truck from the Pizza Barn is is up and running. It's yes. very exciting. Um, it's it's already been it's already been to a high school event. They had a, a something they do at Minnetonka High School every year, kind of a football preseason event. They bring in not just the high school team, but all the way down to the little kids who play football. They bring them out to the stadium and have a big kind of a party and introduce everybody and feed everybody. And the uh, pizza bar and food truck was there, and uh, they are up and running with both of those. I was just looking at the schedule on uh, the pizza bar and food truck Facebook page. This week alone, I, th I think this morning, we're talking on Tuesday afternoon, I think this was the morning they were at St. Cloud Tech. I assume there was some form of breakfast pizza. I think it, as kids and staff were going in, they were being fed by one of the one of the food trucks from the pizza bar. Also at uh, East Bethel Elementary this week, music in the park in Sauk Rapids. I believe Princeton has a home football game this week. We know the pizza barn will have a strong presence there. 
And as always, if you want to book one of those pizza bar and food trucks for your event, there are two of them now. And they do family reunions, business gatherings, community events. It's easy. Go to their website, pizzabarnprinceton.com, click on food truck and then bookings. And you'll hear back from Jody Stay, who runs the show there uh, pretty quickly. And of course, the home base, the pizza barn itself in downtown Princeton, has a large menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in person, take and bake, delivery, and they cater. Uh, it goes way, way, way beyond pizza. I saw, I saw a picture of some wings on the Pizza Barn Facebook page that looked pretty solid. So thanks to the Pizza Barn and everything they do. Yes, and if you'd like to advertise with this show or TalkNorth.com, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Now let's go to tennis in South St. Paul. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, Jim, I saw a tweet uh, from the South St. Paul girls tennis team kind of talking about this special night. Uh, and this is really, we talk about, I talk a lot about high school sports and, and how it brings the communities together. And that's what this was. It was a community-themed event. Yes, they had a varsity tennis match with Rosemount at 7 p.m. They needed lights and they brought temporary lights into uh, the Roosevelt Park tennis courts in South St. Paul. Great tennis facility. But well before that, a couple hours beforehand, they invited little kids who wanted to come and learn about tennis to get out on the court with the varsity girls. That was really neat to see. Uh, then they invited athletes from other South St. Paul teams. Hey, one of you guys, you football players, you want to come try tennis? So they had some contests and challenges for them. It was really neat. Again, there's a story at John's Journal on MSHSL.org about this. Um, they had food trucks. There wasn't a pizza bar and food truck, but they had a barbecue food truck. I had a great meal from there. They had an ice cream food truck. It was great. Music was playing. You know, it's one of those deals. People are sitting in lawn chairs, bringing blankets bringing their dogs. It was really fun. And this started a year ago when South St. Paul and Rosemount played at Rosemount at courts that have permanent lights. Now the courts, like I said, in St. South St. Paul didn't, but they rented lights. Uh, they had some issues. I think once it got dark, the lights just weren't bright enough. You know, the, there were some shadows on the balls, but they made it through. Everybody was excited. It was just a, one of the coolest things I've ever been to, Jim. Just, you know, one varsity high school tennis match, that doesn't that doesn't sound like much, but when you pair it with all these other community-themed ideas, it was really special. I'm glad I was able to get there. Good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. All right, now let's thank a ref, and I'll let you provide the uh, punchline. Yeah, out of nowhere, on Twitter and other places sometimes, I'll hear from officials or people who support officials. So I get this tweet. I don't know Mike Lovas, L-O-V-A-S, on Twitter. He's at LovasMJ. Uh, Mike sent me this tweet, and here, I'll just read it. Definitely missing my crew and being on, this on the field this season while I'm deployed to Iraq. Can't wait to go under the Friday Night Lights next season with them. Have a great season. I'll be following from this side of the globe. So Mike is in Iraq serving his country. Uh, doing it for all of us. Uh, uh, thanks for sending that tweet, Mike. We're thinking about you. Can't wait to see you back next year. This sounds like John's journal maybe should get back out there a year from now when he's back with his crew and back on the football field. And I think there's a story to tell there. So thanks to Mike for, uh, for sending that tweet. That, that was pretty special. You know what this was, John? This was a really beefy sneak week. Uh, <laughs> podcast i mean Beefy you really week. filled it up 
This is the best sneak week podcast you've ever done. I I can't say that it's ever going to be topped. Maybe no, maybe I next year sneak week. I'm going to run with that, Jim. I'm going to run with sneak week. I like this. Do it. Go. I like. Go it. I'm going to find a flagpole and run it up. We'll see who salutes this. We may have something. Way to go. Beautiful. All right. Hey, thanks to Brian. Thanks to John. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. Thanks as always to our longtime sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton. Stop by. Uh, work with them on the food truck, order out whatever you want to do. Uh, we appreciate them. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. And it will no longer be zero week. It'll be a positive integer week. Ooh, math. I like it.